Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's talk about the Cowboys. Mickey Spagnola joins us now. He's on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Mickey, how's it going? I'm good. How's it going today, Wes? Oh, it's great. Uh, we played Trayvon Diggs a little earlier. Says the Cowboys have the best defense in the NFL. I want him to think that. Do you think that? Well, at this point, they need it <laughs> just <laughs> because they're not scoring a heck of a lot of points. But uh, when it comes for takeaways, uh, they sure got something going. And I, uh, I don't know why I got into looking at this because I, I knew, you know, the the old saying defense wins championships and I said well I don't always agree with that and then I thought back to and this goes way back now 1977 when the Cowboys had doomsday two and something occurred to me I said you know what I think that year they had the number one defense in the league and sure enough and how about this for symmetry so the Cowboys right now have 31 takeaways in 14 games Mm -hmm. That year in 77, the Cowboys had 31 takeaways in a 14-game season. So uh, I don't know if they've got the best defense, but it's sure playing that way uh, if indeed we consider takeaways with uh, 12 in the last three games. Well, and they did a good job of taking those takeaways and turning them into points yesterday. That was the one bright spot from the offense. They took advantage of the situation. Uh, they rushed uh, for a combined, what, 125 yards yesterday. Did you see a little better, more from the offensive line? Uh, I did, especially in the first half when they ran for 101 yards. Uh, and if you remember the first time around against the Giants, they ended up running for 201 mm-hmm. in the game and they had more than 100 uh, in the first half. So this was the first time since that first Giants game uh, that they rushed for at least 100 yards in, in the first half. So, yeah, I thought uh, I could see some holes. Uh, I think they were starting to exploit teams to the outside a little bit more. And maybe the most encouraging thing, Wes, was the fact that Zeke sure looked like he was running like Zeke, and Tony Pollard, I think, surprised everybody uh, when everybody thought they'd, you know, the plantar fasciitis was going to sideline him for weeks. Uh, I think the more he, the more he played, the the better he got. And, and he ran as if he was good as new. So I thought those two factors were quite encouraging for the offense. Former Razorback Jeremy Sprinkle had his first two catches of the season yesterday. How about that? Yeah. Uh, is he getting more playing time? Is he factoring in for a reason with more plays? Well, I think, uh, you know, they had uh, last last week, you know, Sean McEwen came back uh, from that neck injury, uh, and he played very little. And I think in, uh, in this game uh, he only had like six snaps. Uh, so I think Sprinkle might have taken some of those. And, and I think the other thing is, is, you know, it's not so much the catches is can these tight ends block uh, because that's something that's part of the running game and part of the protection. Uh, if you got two tight ends in there, well, the reason you're doing that is you want to go heavy and run the ball. Uh, so, uh, you know, a little bit, uh, if you notice, uh, not only did they use him a little bit more, but uh, with the switch at left guard with Connor Williams playing, starting again, for the first time in five games, uh, they used Connor McGovern as a fullback. Uh, and, uh, you know, he got in there 
uh, for 10 plays, and they were all at fullback. And so I think they were trying to do whatever they can to, uh, you know, get that offensive line some help. Uh, especially in the running game. Mickey Spagnola with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. I know teams in the last uh, month or so have been, they've been playing more of that two-deep zone and just basically daring the Cowboys to go underneath, be patient, and throw, you know, and not give up the big play. And when that happens, you have to run the ball. Did the Giants do that yesterday? It's hard to tell on TV yeah. without the All-11. What, what were the Giants doing? Yeah, and I think uh, some, more of the same, uh, just challenging them. Uh, that we're going to bet you run out of downs before we want run out of yards, uh, you know, and 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 there was a little bit of that. But I think the other thing, Wes, was uh, I think the Cowboys were pretty conservative offensively. Number one, uh, because of the win factor. My understanding, it was a lot worse than we can tell on TV. Uh, although on Zerline's first kick, right, it took a right turn. Uh, so that's how hard the wind was blowing. So it was difficult to throw the ball. And then the other thing I think the Cowboys did is they played through their defense. It was like, okay, our defense is playing well. Uh, the Giants are playing with a backup quarterback. And then at the end with a, uh, a, a young guy making his NFL debut, let's not do anything stupid to lose this game because we're trying to score a lot of points. Uh, and I think they took the attitude in this game Field goals are okay uh, because the Giants probably aren't going to score a bunch of points. So I think that might be one of the reasons, uh, you know, you didn't see a lot of shots down the field. And even when they did on that one uh, that almost got intercepted, you know, Dak tried to fit it in in between double coverage uh, and, and almost got picked off. So uh, I think that, yeah, discretion was the better part of valor uh, in this instance. Well, the Cowboys, I love the way the schedule sets up uh, with Washington at home, Arizona without DeAndre Hopkins at home, and then they go on the road for Philadelphia. I, I could see them winning out and, and going 14-4 and four, or 13-4. and four. Can, can we get another loss from Tampa Bay and maybe a loss from Green Bay? Do you see that happening and getting the number one seed? Well, they would need, they would need another loss uh, from Green Bay for sure. And then if you end up in a three-way tie uh, and all the teams haven't played each other, then the Cowboys would have the number one tiebreaker on conference record if they do exactly what you said. Uh, because right now uh, they're the number two seed because they've got a better conference uh, record, NFC conference record at 8-1 and one, uh, than either uh, Arizona uh, or Tampa Bay in a three-way tie. Uh, so uh, that part they've got going for themselves. What they don't want to do is end up in a, a two-way tie with Tampa Bay, and then they would lose that uh, from head-to-head competition. But, yeah, as long as they keep winning, uh, and we saw this week, this is a crazy NFL. Uh, there's a lot of teams out there that you think, okay, they're there, and they're struggling. Arizona, struggling, right? Tampa Bay gets beat 9 to nothing. Nine to nothing? Are you serious? Um, you know, Tennessee loses another game uh, in a row. So there, there's some teams that you thought, okay, they're sailing along, and all of a sudden they hit a tough spot. That's why I try to tell people the fact that the Cowboys won three in a row at this point all on the road, you'd rather do that than go and get beat by New Orleans nine to nothing. So to make sure I have this right, in a three-way 
you can the head-to-head loss of Tampa Bay does not matter. It would not because uh, whoever the third team is didn't play the other two teams. So you kind of throw that out. Uh, and that's why right now the Cowboys are the number two seed hmm. uh, because of their NFC record. But if they beat Arizona, that knocks Arizona out of that three-way tie, and then right. it's a two-way tie and you lose the headbreaker. So you, ha- you win a game but actually could fall to the number three seed. Yeah, and I, I don't think you can look at it that way and try to yeah. finagle your no. way into a three-way tie. Uh, and, and and again, uh, you just go ahead and win and let the chips fall if they may, because you know what? Even if you have the number two seed, at least you're playing the lowest-seeded wildcard team, uh, and and that should be an advantage. Not only that, but playing at home. All right, uh, let's go to the offensive line. How did Terrence Steele play in in, in the left tackle there? Well, they did kind of a shared thing, uh, and, and McCarthy kind of mentioned it to us uh, that, that they were going to use Steele more on n- uh, normal running downs and then get Naseki in there in some passing situations. So it turned out uh, that Steele played 44 of the 71 snaps at left tackle, and then Naseki played 28 of them. Uh, and there was a couple that in passing situations – I didn't know if I was agreeing with him on him being a better pass blocker on the outside. Now, he's a little bit bigger. He causes you know guys to have to move around out to the outside a little further. Uh, but, you know, from, from that standpoint, it sort of worked. Though still, you know, Dak, Dak ended up getting sacked three times. Uh, you know, he had to uh, sort of try to escape the pocket two more times and then uh, – the, the, the Giants in, ended up with uh, seven quarterback hits. So still a little bit too much activity in the pocket, but I thought overall it was better, and I actually saw some holes uh, that the running backs could run through. Mickey, thank you. I appreciate you jumping on with us today and talking a little bit about the Cowboys and the, the NFL. No problem, Wes, anytime. Mickey Spagnola with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline.